Remington Big, what's up, brother? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, George? Man, I'm doing good. And what's amazing is I actually like am still surviving after that super nerdy episode last week on knowing your numbers and spreadsheets and all that. Like, how are you doing with all that information? Like, you you knew a ton of it. I blatantly right. said like. We're going to talk about words that I have never heard before. So how how are you doing after that last episode? Yeah, so I you know, I love that that episode and I think that companies, you know, I talk with a lot of companies that are growing and trying to grow and trying to really understand their numbers and sometimes you ask questions and it's like, "Wait, what? You don't you don't know that number?" Like that's scary to me because you're, you know, rolling and building a business based on your gut is great in the beginning. But as you start to as you start to scale, you're you're literally going into this fog if you don't know what's up. So it was cool that, you know, Brad and his company accountfully are able to, like, help you kind of demystify all that stuff. Um, But I'm really excited to kind of share some extra things that, you know, I want to make sure he had his space. But I can't wait to share kind of dumb it down a little bit further for for us business owners. Oh, for me. By the way, people, gut doesn't pay the bills. And let's go ahead and dive in deeper. Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. All right, and so we're digging in deeper and and, you know, I got to be honest, at a 50,000-foot level, um, my thoughts on this last episode, episode 12. By the way, if you have not listened to it, you need to go back. You need to take a listen. Um, it's funny because the words fun and accounting were used very upfront in that episode. And I was like, man, that is totally an oxymoron. But I was wrong because it actually was kind of fun and it was really interesting interesting to learn about um, something that I necessarily well no not I just haven't focused on it like in the past because of being uh, you know a number two or that kind of employee role if you go back to that episode a lot of it was about the sea level and the leaders needing to embrace and understand these things and for me it was very eye-opening. Some of it was a little scary. It's fun that we're on episode 13. It's like, it's, at least it's not Friday when we're recording this, but it's episode 13. You know, <laughs> so all that to say, it was super out of my comfort zone. Um, I honestly used to be the type of guy when I would see spreadsheets, I would pass out and then like, oh, what was that? But but I'm starting to embrace those as a marketer. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to start embracing them after this with understanding the numbers of the business. It's just something that's super important. Remington, from a 50,000-foot view, or maybe coming closer, 20,000 foot is good too. I don't care. Just wherever you're flying <laughs> up there, brother, uh, you sure. know, what were your thoughts on uh, episode 12? You know, I love these guys. Um, Brad and his team at Accountfully are, are rock stars. And, you know, really just thinking about businesses nowadays instead of like the accounting firms of like 40 years ago, um, business has changed a lot in the past few years. And, you know, and we have to, as companies, be able to pivot when needed. 
And, you know, being able to pivot the right way is really huge. Um, overall, that, um, you know, if you're going to take one thing away from episode 12, uh, from when we talked about knowing your numbers, was you need to make sure that any business function should be thought of as, as, as something that is making you money. Like you have to know what the actual cost is of any business function that you have. Um, and there's one phrase in particular that he, he used quite a bit, and that was really that opportunity cost. An opportunity cost was something that I didn't learn about until a little bit further into owning the business because when you're starting out, that opportunity cost is like that thing that you don't really think about because you have a lot of time on your hands. And then when you get busy and you have to start scaling, you have to understand what that opportunity is because that's when you start outsourcing or that's when you start you know, bringing on someone else based on how much opportunity is available. So you're going to hear opportunity costs a lot in this episode and also the last one. Pay attention to that because you got to be able to focus that revenue generation somewhere. Yeah, people, that's the nugget. I mean, opportunities do cost you anyway. That's probably something different, but you'll get the idea as we go through. One of the sections that I love, not that I don't love every section of our podcast, is the navigational tools. And it's really the tools that you can use to be successful in the business. And I know for probably the first time in what would be 13 episodes, Remington and I are going to go in totally different directions in this segment as we bring <laughs> break it down. Remington's going to go very kind of not tools, but some tools. And I went in search of, hey, what are a bunch of other tools that we could provide you as the viewers and listeners to go check out to see if it's right for your business? Because not everybody wants to run their business on Post-it notes or Excel spreadsheets. And some people want to run it online. Some people want the old school kind of software feel that, you know, that tangible, like this is my thing. And so I went out, I found an article. There's going to be a link in the show notes uh, to the article, but basically it was a list that talked about at a pretty deep level, the 12 best accounting tools for small businesses. Now, they really didn't gauge what small businesses are. So this could be small to medium-sized businesses. And there may be a complete list. If you're listening to this and you're like a massive enterprise business, these might not be right for you. But some of the tools that you might want to go check out, and by the way, they're going to be in the show notes. So if you're driving right now, please do not frantically look for a pen or pencil and try to like write them down as you're in four-lane traffic. <laughs> Just go back to wayfindinggrowth.com forward slash 13 these lists of or this list of the tools will be there for you so there was there's sage one uh, is uh, one of the tools that you could use. There's FreshBooks, which I've heard of FreshBooks, actually. They have some really great content online that talks about how to use and why to use. Uh, their, you may go to YouTube and just type in FreshBooks and watch some of that content. There's QuickBooks Online, which Brad actually did mention that one, and Zero, he mentioned that one as well in episode 12. There's Sage 300 Online, there's Cited, there's WagePoint, there's Gusto, there's Sherp payroll there's t-sheets there's expensify there's neat that's 12 here's what i will say about accounting software they don't name it so you understand what it does like that is one <laughs> thing that i learned as i like did this research so you literally have to like google that name or go to the show notes and click the link because i will make these like linkable 
Um, but go see exactly what they do. You can read the short synopsis in the article. Anyway, Remington, those are some more tools. Um, but what, what for your navigational section of wayfinding growth, what are your thoughts? Some of those tools overlap. And what's funny is I don't know what half of those are either. So I think small business to me is, you know, is that that early growth stage where you're you're at a point where it's more than just a onesie twosie, like a co partner or co-founder and like a and an owner and like a small team. It's like going up to like 15, maybe 20 employees. I think when you start getting there, um, I know like statistically it's like under 100 but that's ridiculous like at 100 employees there's gonna be a lot of different business units when i look at and i think about navigational tools for me in business like it all comes down to forget all of the technology whether it's a spreadsheet or whether it's you know whether it's quickbooks or whether it's anything else you have to focus and understand what you sell and how much it actually costs you right and i had this conversation with a restaurant owner and when I asked him how much his sandwich cost, he told me that it cost $2.39. And I was like, man, he's selling these for like 10. He's making a killing, right? But when you start thinking about that, there's no payroll, there's no rent, there's no electric bill, there's no utility, there's no gas bill. None of that was in, included in that overall transaction. So if he goes in and discounts and helps someone out because he wants to give them a free sandwich, he thinks in his head it costs him $2.39. And in actual fact, it's probably costing them close to seven. And, you know, so those are the kinds of things that you really got to know because you got to know what you're giving. Are you giving away a free cup of coffee or are you giving away a free piece of candy? There's a big there's a big difference between those. So when we think about like understanding what you sell and how much it actually costs, if we took that to like an agency or we took that to another area, you've got you've got this this thing. We've got hours. That's what that's what agencies essentially charge for. And so you've got a whole bunch of employees. We got to think about it from an inventory point of view. How much inventory do you have to be able to deliver that to someone? So you got to, you just got to understand those numbers and you got to understand how those pieces come together. So when we get into the actual tools, huge fan of QuickBooks online. Um, I have a love hate relationship with QuickBooks just because of the fact it's QuickBooks. But, you know, in general, QuickBooks online is great because it can integrate into a lot of other tools. And the tools for me that are really helpful as a CEO and someone that's kind of, you know, guiding the ship is understanding what those metrics are at any given point. So I want to know what's the ins and what's the outs of the business. And so we use tools like Databox, which is a data visualization tool, really simple, like three clicks. You can be hooked up into your QuickBooks online tool. And then Clipfolio, which is a little bit more of a nerdy application, but it allows for you to really customize things down. And for us as an agency, we use Harvest. Harvest allows for time tracking. I know Brad talked a lot about that in episode 12 where, you know, that's the inventory. So where are we spending our time? And this is the first part where you're going to hear the word opportunity costs. Out of the time we're spending, how much of that time is being spent on production work versus, you know, busy work versus, you know, even your own internal marketing? And what is the opportunity cost if we move those resources around to something else? You know, knowing those numbers makes you able to really have a conversation about whether you should move resources outside your org and hire an agency or hire an accounting firm or whether you should keep them in. You know, so there's a lot there. And then for e-com, we've got a lot of e-commerce clients. Shopify does a really great job. So it can sync into QuickBooks, but you can put in your cost for your product. You, of course, know all the costs for marketing. It's really great from tracking all of that info. And the cool thing is, Every single one of the tools I just mentioned all integrate with Databox. So you can see it all in a really pretty chart. So know your numbers, understand how much it costs, and you know make it so that that data is really accessible. 
Yeah, so Remington, we have to pause for a second. We have to have a very, very, very important conversation because I need you to make a pact with me right now. Can you make a pact with me right now? Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, I need you to to make sure that you don't have that conversation with any sandwich maker within a 20-mile radius of either my house or Impulse Creative <laughs> because I like free sandwiches so or, or discounted sandwiches. So we need to make sure that we keep this on the down low for at least them. Sure. Will that work? All right. Okay. All right. My, my, bit, yeah. <laughs> my question. It's out now, though. <laughs> yeah, it is out now. My question to you, Wayfinder viewers, listeners, what tools are you using? What have you found that works for you? We're super, super curious. Make sure you hit us up. He's at Remington Bag on the Twitters. I'm at George B. Thomas. That's probably the quickest, easiest, fastest way to get a hold of us. By the way, this week's Wayfinding Growth Podcast is brought to you by our video marketing workshops. Do you see that we're creating a butt ton of video online? I mean, we have Sprocket Talk. We have Wayfinding growth we now have the creative conversational marketing podcast they're all video they're all also going out on audio and you might be curious about our process well the only way that you can find out how we do it so quickly how easily is well have a video workshop anyway we can do one or two days go ahead and hit us up we'd love to talk to you about it there are links in the show notes make sure you check it out remington the next section brother where are we headed where are we sailing off to so charting the course a couple of things that spoke to me, you know, kind of extend on what we were going on is, you know, at Impulse, I know how much it costs to run the agency every single hour of the day. And what I mean by that is what does it cost to have the lights on, the doors open, the people work, forget all the money, like forget all the individual bills, just like in general, the overall outs. When you know that, all of a sudden that adds perspective, right? Are you going to hang out and just mosey around on Facebook or is anyone on your team going to do that? when they know what the burn cost is, right? So I think that's a really huge piece for like charting the course. So when we're thinking about knowing your numbers, the biggest reason for it is because you want that to provide perspective. Um, And that perspective can be super, super valuable. The other thing was, you know, making sure that you're invoicing. I thought that was a really funny thing um, that was brought up. But, you know, he said, he said, don't be afraid to invoice. But I actually came at that and it took me a long time. And I'm even somewhat guilty of it right now. Jackie on our team would probably laugh at me is I come across almost as being too nice. Right. So it's, it's I'm, I try to be a nice guy. But at the same time, you also got to make sure you're getting paid for for what you do. And so in the past, I've been really guilty of not being afraid of invoicing, but instead being nice. Like, oh, yeah, we could throw that extra little bit on there or, oh, we could do this little thing one off. That's not a big issue. When you look at it over the course of a year, how much profit did you lose by doing that, right? So, again, knowing the numbers, getting that perspective is huge. And then make it so those numbers are, like, in front all the time. And that was one of the things he talked about. Like, if your accountant makes you a spreadsheet that talks about your cash flow report, don't just mark it as red. Like, actually look at the numbers, actually understand what they're saying, and use that to influence your future businesses. It could be today. It could be next week. And so what, what we do at Impulse is we have a data box dashboard on all the TVs and every employee is able to see it. You're able to see we're able to see the expenses going out and the profit and invoices coming in. We get, everyone gets to see what the accounts receivable will look like. And for us, it allows for us to see those on, you know, on the TV at any given point. So when we're having that more relaxed moment in our day. 
all of a sudden that dashboard pops up and it snaps us back into action to know that we haven't hit our goal yet. Or if we have hit our goal, it allows for us to celebrate. So charting the course, I'm going to dial it back for you. Understand the metrics that matter and make them in front of your face all the time. Make sure that you know what it costs to do business and break it down so that you can think about it and, and communicate it. And then don't be too nice. Actually solve problems and get paid for it. Yeah, by the way, that's twice, two times that Remington has mentioned Databox in this episode. No, they're not sponsors of the show, but they could be for one low monthly. Pro- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For me, charting the course came down to a couple things. Uh, one is automate the process, right? It, get it to the point where things are happening on uh, times just automatically. And, and Brad, had mentioned this around invoicing and a couple other things. And so one of the things that I love about Impulse Creative, about Remington Bag, other than that he knows his freaking numbers like the back of his hand, like it's almost mind-boggling when I started to work here and he's like, and this equals this, which changes this, and then you get this, and I'm like, dang. So that was amazing. <laughs> but But beyond that, it's like, we have so many systems that save us so much time. Like it's, it's, it's about squeezing the ROI out of your accounting process, marketing process, sales process. So automate, automate, automate. The other thing is schedule. Like if it isn't scheduled, it doesn't get done. Right. And use some type of project management tool in episode 12, which again, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to it. Brad mentions teamwork. He mentions Asana. We use Asana. We've used teamwork in the past. Heck, I've use Basecamp. There's just a ton out there that you can use, but have some type of project management tool and don't just use it as a collection plate for like your ideas, but put a date, schedule those things because then they truly will get done. And then I got to be like an amen to Remington on Harvest. I love me some Harvest. Being able to track your time, although in all honesty, I suck at it. Being able to track your time is super important. Um, it's just like the band of my existence, people. I don't know why it is. Like, I know I'm supposed to track my time, but I forget to track my time, and then I got to spend time tracking my time. Anyway, I digress. Make sure <laughs> you're using a tool like Harvest to track that time because that is the numbers for you to do your mathematical equation anyway. It's that time, people. It's time for Captain Killing It. And oh my gosh, has anybody been paying attention to the interwebs and the news? And when you're listening to this, it might be a little bit of old news, but when we were putting the show together, it was new news. And oh my gosh, who knew that guacamole could create such a very interesting situation online? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Chipotle's free guacamole promotion. Uh, well, let's just say it's made a few people angry. And if we go over to the post, by the way, there is a link in the show notes so you can go read this. What they did is, well, first of all, there was this National Avocado Day, and there's a tweet that goes out from somebody at chipotle.com and it's like great news we got word we can offer free guac on 731 when you order an entree online can we tweet about this like it i'm not even sure that that was like supposed to go out but it went out anyway the app was down and you could only do it online and when you went to the store it wasn't there and like talk about debacle talk about Let's just figure out a way to freak our users that love our food out. Well, 
They did a really good job. Remington, I'm super curious. What is your thoughts about the guacamole debacle of 2018? Yeah, so it's funny. I didn't actually hear about this because I'm not I'm not personally a Chipotle fan. But um, but looking in the article that you had shared, there's this there's like the first tweet is literally a screenshot of like a mail message on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, like, I love that they, like, you know, scraped it out and, like, it's apparently to the social team. <laughs> and, like, great news. We got word we can offer free guac. And it's, like, they talk about, like, down and dirty just getting a message out there. They use that screenshot as their promotion, which has 8,617 likes. Yeah. 2,482 people talking about it. Now, yeah. probably the issue is is that it failed because – People, you just got to make sure that your app has the like bandwidth to be able to handle certain promotions. And I would be willing to bet they didn't really plan this out because this is a cr- screenshot saying, "Hey, can we tweet about this?" But, but kudos to them for being agile. Um, the, the fail is they didn't really plan it very well. Well, the, there's positives and and negatives, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, this whole thing is like, okay. Great idea, but and, and you know my dad taught me a, a saying a long time ago. He said proper planning prevents piss poor performance, and you can tell 100%. this this was not planned out. This was not planned out. So now you've <laughs> got like instead of like a nice wave that you can just kind of surf on and enjoy your day, and then make it to the beach and have a nice little picnic. Oh my God, we forgot the guacamole in the picnic basket. Just kidding, people. Anyway, you've got a tsunami yeah. of like incredibly crazy stuff that you're trying to deal with online. So it's kind of Captain Killing It for trying, and it's kind of Captain Killing It for failing. But hey, we still love you, and I'm still going to get a burrito bowl. Anyway, Remington, we should probably <laughs> move on to that whole Bermuda Triangle thing, which maybe Chipotle got sucked into. I don't know. Maybe they did. So, you know, thoughts on the pirate. So there's um, he talked a lot about not receiving numbers and then coming back and like kind of forgetting them or or forgetting that they're there or like doing all the work to make it happen. And then and then not using them to your advantage. So like review, 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 um, you know, really kind of drive that home. The other thing he talked about, which I thought was kind of neat, was um, Brad kind of dug into the fact that hiring someone and, again, opportunity cost again. So you're spending a lot of time. You're scaling up. And, you know, I know I have um, I'm super excited that I got to step out of the sales role at Impulse. Shout out to Jackie for killing it. Um but, you know, the idea here is you get to focus on things that can drive business growth. And if you're focused on doing accounting and stuff you hate, and it doesn't just have to be accounting, it could be other things too, what's the opportunity cost? Are you focusing that time and effort and passion into something that actually can be fruitful? Um, you know, and that was a that was a huge thing. And then the other side of this, the pirate to me that is beyond what was said there is we had for a number of years, we had accountants that were nothing but, as he put uh, put it, bean counters, right? And so, so they're not actually helping you move forward in your business. All they're doing is reporting on how good or bad you did the previous year. And then they say, oh, by the way, you have to pay this much to the IRS, which no one likes that conversation. So, you know, so an accountant can provide so much more value if they're helping people plan ahead. And that's, that I think is one of the really big areas. So, um, that ties into what Accountfully is just awesome at. 
Yeah, for me, it comes down to, and I'm just going to keep this short and sweet because I agree with everything you said, but it is really plan, 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 review, 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 schedule, schedule, schedule. And then the thing that Brad said, and I was like, thank you, baby Jesus in heaven above. He's like, learn, learn, learn. You as the C-suite, as the person who is in the captain chair, the Jean-Luc Picard of your business per se, you need to realize you should always be educating yourself every day on the numbers, on the, the things that you need to be able to plug in together to make it all work. I know. I know because I have worked for some of these companies. There are so many companies that just go buy this so willy-nilly. And then they wonder why they get in trouble and they wonder why there's these huge ebbs and flows. And it's because you are not being the captain of the ship that you have yourself created. Anyway, I will get off my soapbox and let you know that it's time for us to set sail. This has been an amazing episode. Again, go back and listen to episode 12 if you are trying to be really good with your accounting. Hopefully you didn't skip part of this one and now you're here because that would be weird. But if you like these uh, episodes, make sure you let us know where you're trying to navigate your business. We'd love to know topics that you would want us to cover. You can contact us at WG, stands for Wayfinding Growth, if you didn't know. I know it's, it's a little difficult. WG at ImpulseCreative.com. That will come to Remington and myself. If you do like what you are watching or listening to, make sure you go over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. Five stars is fine. Some nice words is always good. On the YouTubes, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for instant notifications. Let your friends know that there's this amazing podcast that sets sail every week that they can ride along the journey to navigate their business to the shore of success. Until next time, make sure you're leaving the dock of mediocrity. I'm George. He's Remington. Peace out.